the average person has 60 to 80,000 thoughts per day. 99% of those are unconscious thoughts and only 1% of them are conscious. 87% of those are negative. Hello, and thank you for joining us today on the Gentle Art of Crushing It show, where we focus on learning and sharing with our listeners all there is to know about how to create success in our lives. This show stands on the shoulders of giants. Our mission is to empower and inspire our listeners to create the life of their dreams whilst having a blast in the process. Let's celebrate life together. Welcome to the show. All right. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much for uh, joining us on another episode of The Gentle Art of Crushing It. Today, I have my friend and super amazing mentor slash coach, Rob Torcell, with us. And so we're going to dive deep into your story, Rob. Um, But before we do that, do you mind sort of introducing yourself? Tell us a little bit about your about yourself, your background, and maybe even share something with us that most people, you know, wouldn't know about you. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate you having me. Um, I don't know if I'm necessarily crushing it, but I'm doing my best. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, I, I, I grew up in Pennsylvania. Um, so a northerner at heart, I now live in the South. So I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, but I grew up uh, hunting and fishing. That was always a part of me. So those are like some of my hobbies that I enjoy. And and a, a little fun fact about me is I actually was a part of the U.S. youth fly fishing team growing up. So um, I had the opportunity to like travel the world and do that. And, and it was pretty cool. So um, did that. And then I went to Penn State for, for school. So um, I graduated with a degree in kinesiology and um, was thought I was going to do like strength and conditioning as my career path. And then I ended up transitioning into medical sales. So I've been in medical sales in my career ever since. Um, it's been cool to see like the evolution of sales skills and then where that has applied to now my coaching business, Peak Momentum Coaching, uh, which I launched at the beginning of the year. But it's been super awesome to get to know you, Doug. We met through the Action Academy, of course, and we've had a, a ton of awesome conversations. And I think when we first started talking, it was like we just kind of jived, right? Like we had this, <laughs> we had like a good connection there. So it's been it's been awesome to get to know you, and a pleasure to be on the podcast. So yeah, well, thank you so much. And you know, one of the things that you know really, uh, one of the reasons why I feel this strong connection to you is because of your whole you know boxing background. So. Do you mind sharing a bit about that in, in, you know, maybe a lesson or two that you pulled from it that you can apply to, to life or how you can apply, you know, team sports to life, which, you know, um, I guess you could say yeah. that is a team sport, right? Yeah, there's a, so sports has been a part, a part of my life for a very long time. And when I was doing my strength and condi- conditioning internship, um, I was coaching athletes there and then my boxing, uh, stuff kind of like went hand in hand in that. So I just did that through college as a hobby. I kind of uh, was sparring with a semi-pro and um, let's be real, he kicked my ass fairly frequently. So um, he got the better of me. But I think the lessons that I've, that I learned from that boxing experience, as well as in the strength and conditioning, um, you know, world that I was in was you got to bring your best every single day um, and bring a consistent approach. Um and and whenever you are in a boxing ring, you, there's times where you're going to get hit in the face. I think 
the the famous Mike Tyson quote is you, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. So I got to be able to experience that firsthand as a matter of fact. Um, but yeah, I think it, it, it really uh, translates to whenever you're pursuing any sort of endeavor, right? Um, I think fitness is a great example of people expect immediate results and when they don't get immediate results, there's an often period of time where they'll, they'll kind of give up. So in order to keep that through, you've got to take a consistent approach every single day and realize that the small steps that you take are going to lead you to, uh, losing that weight, adding 15 pounds on your bench press, whatever it is you're pursuing. It's the same thing in entrepreneurship business. You want to leave your job. You have to realize that you're in it for the long haul. I think we've talked about this, Doug, over our conversations. It's like, if you're not willing to commit to something for 10 years, you you better look at where you're headed, right? So, you know, a ton of lessons early on for me um, in that boxing and strength conditioning world, for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually really glad that you brought up the whole 10-year bigger picture question because if you didn't, I was going to. That's <clears throat> that's where I was kind of going with that because, um, yeah, one piece that's in that question is, you know, essentially, are you passionate about this? Do you enjoy doing this? Because you've got to be, you know, committed to it for the long term in order to see the results, right? Just like you were talking about, you know, getting fit. Um, you know, same thing with any sort of, uh, you know, hobby or building a business like you're saying. So, um, you know, that kind of leads me to the next question. And, and that's, again, you know, to, a huge part of the reason why I love that question. And when you asked it to me uh, a few weeks ago, I was like, wow, this is this is huge. I'm going to hang on to that. That's one of those you know, questions or phrases that you hang on to for life because it's so important. Are you willing to do this for the next 10 years? Do you enjoy it that much? Um it does lead me to my next question, though. So, like, you know, how do you define success right now? And would you mind sharing with us, like, how you found that for yourself? Yeah, it's a great question because I don't think success is ever like you're always uh, working on success over a lifetime. It's it's always going to just change, you know. But I think 18 months ago, uh, which I can share a story at some point here down the line where for a moment for me was I really had to get clarity, right? Clarity on what success meant to me, not what success meant from a societal standard, from someone else's uh, agenda for myself, right? I think when people look at success, they're very heavily influenced by an extrinsic factor, right? So, um, you know, whether it's family, whether it's friends, their upbringing, how they were raised uh, culturally to try to fit in. But you, when you really release that and you give yourself the opportunity to, for myself, what does success look like? That's when you open up the door to really getting clear, getting clarity. And my, my buddy and coach Joe Moffat says, if you're not 100% clear, you're 100% unclear. <laughs> so... Really getting that, yeah, really getting that clarity um, is super, super important. Uh, and that's where it comes down to like, okay, let's just say I want to make $100,000 a month in active income. Well, why? Most people cannot answer that question. Like they cannot answer that question clearly and they cannot in answer that question uh, as how it fits into their vision. 
Um, so you really have to think critically about there's so many areas of of your life that you want to assess and look at, whether it's relationships, health, all of that. And I can tell you for me, as an example, my definition of success as it stands today is to create financial freedom for myself so I can uh, free up the opportunity to design my day however I want with who I want um, and have that financial stability so I can impact as many people as I possibly can through my coaching. Um, and that to me is a very clear and defined definition of success for myself. And I really encourage other people to get in that sort of mind frame when they're looking at what success, success looks right, like for them. Yeah, no, I, I love that, man. And um, <clears throat> because you said it, I think until you, like you said, about 18 months ago, you split off from you know, what success means for other people to defining what it means for yourself, or that's when you began that process. Um, I don't think we really can define it for ourselves, um, or we should be using that word until we can define it for ourselves, the word success, because um, outside of that, we can just be spending time, spinning our wheels, working hard on just impressing other people when, you know, it's worth it to take the time and do the introspection and figure out like, Hey, what excites me? Where are my passions? You know, that 10 year question, what am I willing to do for 10 years again? And so, you know, that kind of does lead me to this next question. Um, you know, I, Joe Moffat is also my coach and, you know, I've had a few coaches, um, in my past and I find incredible value with coaches. Um, had you had any coaches, you know, before Joe, and what are your thoughts on like, you know, performance coaches, life coaches sort of thing? Yeah, I mean, there's so many coaches and coaching is such a broad industry nowadays, you know, so you really have to sift through that. But 18 months ago, that was one of the things I was like, man, I need some other perspective, I need another layer of support to look at this in a different it's easy when you're, it's harder when you're in it yourself. But when you have somebody else, from another perspective, viewing your situation, it's a lot easier for them to give advice. And one of the techniques I've used before, it's like, for someone in your own situation, like if I'm talking with you, Doug, it's like, okay, take yourself out of your own situation. If you were giving somebody else advice for your situation, what would you give? Well, it's a lot easier for you to give someone else's advice to them than it is for you on your own situation. So really the idea of coaching is like, hey, you know, you're driving down the road, you're in the driver's seat and you need support with your side mirrors uh, revealing your blind spots, um, you know, and it's such an opportunity for you to uncover limiting beliefs about yourself, um, overcome fears. You know, people have three main fears, right? It's fear of judgment, fear of success and fear of failure. And you can hold on to those for so many years and it can be the the thing that's holding you back from jumping into the endeavor. And through coaching, um, I was able to overcome my own fears that I had about starting my own coaching business. And now here I am today doing that. So everybody out there can benefit from coaching. It's a matter of, you know, doing it. Um, so I think that's, it's such a, 
valuable tool and a valuable resource in your tool belt, um, whether you're doing starting a business or just trying to improve overall as a person. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's probably the best explanation of, you know, a coach that I've ever heard is they really, you know, can help you see those blind spots. We have um, self-limiting beliefs, which I, I just like to call them, you know, um, beliefs that are false or false beliefs. Sometimes we're aware of those, but a lot of times we're not really, right? What, what are your thoughts there? Well, this is going to be pretty interesting for you to hear, but and you may have heard it before, but the pr- average person has sixty to 80,000 thoughts per day. Okay, that's a lot of thoughts <laughs> yeah. uh, that are going through your mind. Um, 99% of those are unconscious thoughts, and only 1% of them are conscious. What's even more interesting about it is that 87% of those are negative um, and the majority of them are repetitive and half of those they'll never even happen. So we're going throughout our day repeating the same patterns, uh, doing the same things, going through the same routines and not really realizing it. Um, So uh, really the best example for what I just explained is like you've got this wheel of repetitiveness. So let's just say someone comes and says, I hate my job. Okay. Well, they're going to go to the memory bank and they're going to repeat something that they've done in the past because it's easy to access. The brain will access that and trigger you to do that. So it might be something I've done in the past. I might go watch a YouTube video about buying real estate, or I might go listen to a podcast. Okay. Well then that fulfills my desire. But people typically stop right there, and they don't end up taking any action on it. Yeah, would you? So you're like explaining analysis paralysis right here. So sorry for interjecting yeah. there, but like, yeah, what what do you? Is that essentially you know what's causing it? Is we're sort of like looking for a dopamine hit, and it fulfills it, so we don't go further, or it's, or it's also that mixed with fear. Yeah, it's all about the dopamine hit that that is easy, easily accessible. But the other part of that is you're going through a pattern that you don't even realize you're just, you're just subconsciously doing it. Um, and that is, that is the thing is that how do you, how do you interrupt and shift that? Well, it takes work. It's, it's the same thing as going to the gym and building your bicep to a size that you, you know, 22 inch arms, you know, it's <laughs> Ronnie okay, Coleman arms. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's the same thing. You you have to you have to be able to put the work in uh to shift that and it takes time. It takes time to break old patterns and some patterns are so far ingrained even from your early childhood that you've done that the the further along you get in your life, the harder it is to shift, but it's not it's not limiting yourself like if you're far along in your life that you can't shift those that's not what i'm saying but you just need to consciously and actively work on it every single day yeah i love that the conscious part yeah. is is key right i i really like this piece of our conversation because i i feel like in the coaching world you know not enough people talk about that talk about how the subconscious is sort of like an anchor it could be pulling us back you know the opposite direction that we're trying to go towards you know, and I also love the fact that you're kind of talking about, you know, what 99% of these thoughts are just like 
essentially it's like a computer program that somebody put into us or we didn't realize we shouldn't filter some of this stuff out because we were children at the time, a lot of the stuff, right? And it's just running. This, this program's just running. So it's up to us to go in there and figure out how to tweak it. And this is like what I believed um, to be true for like for quite a while. And it's, I think one of the things that can be so frustrating for me, which is why, you know, in turn, I love coaching. Um, is is the fact that it seems like, yes, this issue is here, but I have no idea how to fix it or even really like what it is. That's what kind of, you know, really frustrates me. And that's where, again, I feel like, you know, spending time with, with coaches such as yourself where I can just ask you directly, like, what do you think about this? It's super valuable. Yeah. And, you know, it's hard, especially when you have someone there next to you, knowing that they're going to hold you accountable. It's just another layer of you know, intensity that you have, you're dealing with, um, knowing that, you know, whether you want to say you don't want to let your coach down, it's more, it's more, let, you know, letting yourself down, but helping you push through those roadblocks, helping you understand what, well, why, why am I not, uh, why am I not overcoming this challenge and really shifting yourself and building that momentum. Um, and once you get traction, once you get going and once you get able the ability to break those habits um that is when you can start to create major breakthroughs for yourself but it does take time and it takes the ability to to put that work in but once you do it um you know you've you've created a whole new set of skills and a whole new path that you can uncover and go shoot towards yeah yeah i love that yeah super cool it's like essentially you know um more will be revealed. There's, there's that old saying. And, um, so, so that's really cool. Yeah. And when you think about it, so I told you 60, 80,000 thoughts. I mean, these thoughts are firing off at the, at the snap, less than a snap of a finger. I mean, I mean, they're wrapping, firing off rapidly. So in order to address that, you have to create awareness around it and you have to pause and then you have to shift yourself into, okay, well, how am I thinking about this situation? You know, am I letting the fear get in the way of how I'm looking at this situation? And any decision you make under fear is the wrong decision. Um, so you have to be able to shift and, and how you ask yourself the question internally will help you overcome fears or limiting beliefs about yourself. Yeah, you know, um, that's just gold. Whatever decision you're making from fear is the wrong one. And actually, like, I need to hear that. There's this whole, you know, weird situation that's been going on with me and skateboarding for a while now. And um, I, I could go into it, like, you know, in more detail with you later um, because it's a little bit of a longer conversation. But um, I came to that realization a little while ago um, that, you know, making a decision from fear is, is the wrong decision. I also like, so, you know, I, I believe in God and I, I don't believe, and I also in God, you know, in the Bible tells us not to fear over like 365 times says one for every day scripture. Right. So, um, yeah, so it, it's, it's the wrong decision for me a thousand percent of the time. And I think that like, that's just gold right there. You know, people need to really hear that in, you know, the, the gold nuggets that you're dropping in this like conversation are huge. Like, worth their weight in, in, you know, gold for sure. But I just want to say that one more time, you know, whatever decision you're making from fear is the wrong decision. And I, I've never heard that before. It's, it is a thousand percent true. I just know it. Yeah. And, and, uh, the fear will always be there. 
right? We're going to, we're going to have fears. We're going to have certain traits about ourselves that are always going to exist. It's a matter of being able to shift from that and create the acknowledgement around, let's just say I'm looking at, you know, a real estate deal, for example, I'm just giving you just something random, but uh, if, if you are afraid of executing on the deal and fearing that, you know, it's going to have a foundation issue or whatever, if you've done your due diligence, if you've run the numbers a couple of times, that's, that's enough to say, Hey, look, you know, I understand the risk. I understand the fear. I've done everything I can. I put my best foot forward. I'm taking action. And when you're able to talk through that for yourself, that helps you better overcome the fears. What's the worst case scenario that can happen? Well, what if the foundation does have issues? You're going to address it. Um, so, so like being able to consciously tell yourself and shift in those moments will help you overcome the fears and take that action that you need to take because you can only take action in the present moment. You can't forecast forward and you can't do anything about the past. But you can talk to yourself in the moment, right? Like, like what you're saying. So I love that. that that's yeah. one of the things that I do is I go, oh, like, I guess like, you know, I'm trusting myself more now. So if I'm worried about the future, like let's say a real estate deal and something does pop up, I know that, hey, I'm going to show up. I'm going to do my best and chances are good. We're going to be able to figure it out. There's always a solution, right? And so um, sometimes we got to cut our losses or whatever, but that's a solution also, right? So um, but you can't have, you know, victory. You can't have, um, you know, uh, like profit off a real estate deal without risk, right? So so it's unavoidable really in life. Life comes with risk. It's 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 a piece of it, right? So Yeah, you've got to decide, you know, is the risk of me not taking a risk on myself or a bet on myself a mo uh, more worth it than me doing this deal uh and executing on it. Right. And, and, and one of the other things you can ask yourself is what would your 80 year old self say to you? And typically when you look down the line, you know, people, one of the biggest things, uh, people in their older years say is, is, you know, the regrets that they have is not taking more chances on, on themselves. So when you, when you put yourself in your 80 year old self's shoes, you're like, oh, well, yeah. So what if that, if that deal does flunder a little bit, but it's natural for your brain to come up with scenarios again, that haven't even happened. Um, and it's like you, the, the stoicism quote is you suffer more in like imagination that then, than reality. Um, so you're projecting forward, forward, you're creating anxiety and your brain's creating all these safeguards for itself coming up with all the worst case scenarios which is natural for the brain to do because it's in that fight or flight mode and it's protecting you, protecting itself. But you just have to recognize that and understand and tell yourself, hey, acknowledge the fears. We're going to go put them in the corner for a second and we're going to move forward. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And if you're if you're choosing to not bet on yourself, then that's that's not a good you know message that you're sending to yourself, that you're going to bet on somebody else, right, over yourself, right? It's like... Um, it's just, just not ideal. So that's something to think about also. Yeah. I mean, you're, uh, the only way to build confidence is to take action. Um, because if you, 
if you hold if you do not take action but you want these things for yourself that's when when you start to lose confidence when you tell yourself you're going to go do something but you don't do it so it's better to just go take the risk and do what you said you were going to do and fail forward than it is to not execute because i can tell you that is something i did for the longest time uh was tell myself i was going to go do something and then I never executed it, and it definitely impacted my confidence um, to a point where it brought me down to a pretty low place. And and that's when you have to just shift and, and to say, I've got no choice but to take action um, and build the confidence back up. So taking action builds confidence. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Awesome. Very cool. Let me uh, let me ask you this question. You know, what would you say um, is one of your favorite successes that you either created solely or were a part of and, and maybe something that you learned from it. I think it's been kind of the journey I've had over the past 18 months, really. Um, you know, I hit a point of resistance in my life where I think many people kind of hit this at some point in their lives where they are in almost like a transition period. It's like something doesn't feel right right now in my life and I'm not really sure what's going on, but you can either really, the the true test of somebody's character is really just not from the wins they get, but the challenges that they're presented with in their life and how they bounce back from those. So I made the choice when I was at that low moment. And as a matter of fact, it it really interjected with my relationship with my fiance um, to a point where it, it kind of, we started to separate a bit. And I was like, look, I can either rise up and put in the work to make a change or I can let the worst case happen and I decided to take the other choice and, and take action um, and really dive into my own personal development, work on my mindset. And that led to me starting my coaching business. And that's where I am today. So that was the thing I'm, I'm most proud of. It's really just the, the challenges that I was presented with and how I responded to those challenges. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Um, <clears throat> Sometimes for me, I, I notice like success is over here. It's this scenario. Um, there's fear of in between me and, and hitting whatever this target is. And sometimes the fear is not only, you know, like this out of the other, but it's, it is what if this scenario, this ideal scenario, like comes true, then I'm really, you know, out, I'm exposed and I'm, I'm out on a limb. Right. And so, um, I don't know, for, for me, I just wanted to say, like, kudos to you for choosing that, right? Because you, like, essentially chose life, you chose your dreams, you chose yourself, and it sounds like it panned out for you, you know? Yeah, what this does is once you get the traction going, once you do go jump and take a leap on something, other things start to fall into place, and you take leaps into those, right? Like for the longest time, I, you know, I was like, ah, do I want to, you know, hop on people's podcasts? Cause you know, that's going to be challenging and, you know, speaking to other people is challenging, you know, in interview situations. But now once you start to do a couple of those, you get more comfortable and then that becomes, and you build your uncomfortable muscle, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, again, my gym analogy, right? Unless you put yourself or your, your body under stress in workouts it can't get stronger. If you stay complacent, you can maintain, but if you're trying to, 
you know, put on 15 pounds of muscle, you've got to stress the muscle. You got to make it uncomfortable. And the more situations you put yourself in like that, you know, obviously, you know, I'm not talking life or death here, but, <laughs> but, uh, um, but more just like putting yourself out there, you know, starting that social media account to promote your business. Um, maybe it is working out and, and starting a routine where you're doing it three days a week. Um, it's really about starting small and building, building those small wins. So you start to see the wins, which leads to small rewards for yourself. And that continues to keep you coming back for more. And then the next thing, you know, you're doing everything you said you were going to do. Uh, so the advice there is just get started. Um, and it's not going to be perfect. I think a lot of people look at when they start something they're like, ah, you know, I don't have the perfect amount of money in my bank account to take a leap, or I don't have all the experience yet. Those are our limiting beliefs that you just need to get started. Yeah, I love it. Get started, get some momentum, get the reps in and keep moving forward, right? Like you said, fail forward, go forward fast. Yep. I've wore I've wore out my uh, fitness fitness analogies for the day. I have to <laughs> the, switch to the something else. Now. So applicable, right? Like there's so yeah. many different ways we can you know apply that to life. That's why I think that's kind of why I started with the whole sports you know stuff earlier because in a in a in a team sport or like a school sport like you know sort of um, you know uh, situation you have a lot of practices. Those practices are crucial. Um, in order to, you know, build in second nature muscle memory and, you know, work on your endurance and so on and so forth, polish all these skills. And, you know, we need to be applying that, you know, sort of intensity and commitment and, um, you know, reps towards our dreams as well. I think it's, uh, I think it's really important. And um, so we are getting close to the tail end of this. Um, so, as we are wrapping up, would you mind, you know, sharing with us, um, you know, what, what is the best way for people to get in touch with you? And before you do that, I just want to say, you know, uh, being been working with you for a, a few weeks now, a couple months actually, has been um, super valuable and amazing and inspiring. So I highly recommend reaching out to Rob. Um, so, yeah, what's the best way that they could reach out to you? Uh, yeah, so you can email me. It's uh, peakmomentumcoaching at gmail.com. Um, and then you can find me on Instagram. Rob Torcell is my Instagram account. I don't have a uh, business account. It's just my personal. So those are the two ways. Awesome. Yeah, I love it. Well, um, yeah, I do, I do want to be respectful to your time and um, you know, keep it tight here. I legitimately uh, know for a fact that this conversation could go on for three hours and it would be feel like we're just getting started, right? So um, you've just got so much uh, so much to give. So I really feel um, great about your you being a coach and that is an amazing niche for you because you're just like, uh, you know, dialed in like perfect for it. So thank you so much again for your time, Rob. Um, and um, thank you so much to our audience. Thank you for listening in to another episode of The General Art of Crushing It. Hope to catch you on the next one. Please reach out to Rob. Like I said, he is incredible. You'll be really happy that you did so. And um, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and sign off here to another episode of The General Art of Crushing It. Thanks for having me, Doug. And to the audience, go out there and take action. 
Are you interested in real estate investing but don't know where to get started or think you don't have the time or money? Are you stuck in your W-2 because the golden handcuffs make it hard to walk away? If this sounds like you, check out impactequity.net and schedule some time to talk with the founder, Randy Smith. Randy went from massive income to leaving his W-2 through passive income, and he can help you do the same. www.impactequity.net Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, another episode of The Gentle Art of Crushing It. It was an amazing episode. We know we sure learned a lot, and we hope you did as well. We want to take a second and thank you so much for viewing or listening to this episode. And please just know that we only ask for one favor, and that is to make this life magnificent. Thank you, and have a wonderful day.